Everybody be feeling good today? You ready for a good day? Ready, ready, ready? I am so excited about our Bigs Day that is on the horizon here. Okay, so if you have a child first through fourth grade, I want to make sure they are with us on our Bigs Day. You go online, just register. You can register on our app. Uh, it's going to be a fantastic party day. Just going to be pouring into our kids, getting them ready for this next school year. It's going to be phenomenal. It is wonderful to see everyone today. We're at one church in four locations. So let's everybody clap for everybody everywhere. We love Bishop Arts Oak Cliff, love our North Dallas family, Antigua, obviously White Rock as well. And I am filled with anticipation because I really feel like God wants to do something great in our hearts today. But before I get to what he wants to do, that's great. I have to share something that's terrible. And that's this face app stuff that is going on right now. Okay, this is... This is ridiculous, okay? What is going on with this face app? I, I'm not enjoying it. I'm not liking it. I saw some pictures of some of our campus pastors, and I almost let them go. I almost thought, I thought, these guys, these guys can no longer be on the team. If they're going to look like that, but then, uh, then I did jump in a little bit myself and decided I was going to be a part of it. But instead of making myself look old, I gave myself some, some hair. If you ever, if this ever happens to me, okay, and you ever see me with any type of a toupee. Now, if you have one, God bless you. No problem at all. The Lord loves you. Uh, he believes in you. <laughs> But if you ever see me get to this point, something has gone really wrong in my soul. But here is, uh, here is what it looks like when it gets old. But today we're going to talk about some things that can happen to our minds when they begin to get old and they begin to be unrenewed and don't step into what God is calling us uh, to do. Uh, if you have your Bibles, go with me to Colossians chapter 3, Colossians chapter 3, uh, verse number 2. Simple verse uh, here, simple verse, Colossians chapter 3, verse number 2. Some of you may remember it from a, from a few weeks ago. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Simple verse. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. Things. The title of today's message is uh, Bad Breath Will Kill the Moment. Bad Breath Will Kill the Moment. You can check your breath if you'd like to uh, or get a mint out for the person next to you. Uh, I, uh, I'm loving this verse. I'm, I'm loving us walking through these scriptures. I'm loving, I'm loving it because I feel like we can get some tools in our hands that can actually help us grow and be better. If you are in a spot right now in your life that you do not like, of course, there can be a bunch of reasons around that. But one of them for sure could have to one of the reasons for sure could be this thing right here. It could be our minds. Other uh, things the Bible talks about, like strongholds in our minds. It's when you're, you're, you're faced with a situation and, and you begin to 
um, make conclusions about how things are going to turn out and you and I can be masters at picking the worst possible scenario. We can be uh, incredibly creative to figure out why this thing can't work, how it won't move forward, how it's going to flop, how things aren't going to go the right direction. And that can be anywhere, anything from our health uh, to our finances. And sometimes it can even be in our marriages or relationships that we are in. It can be in our jobs. If you're in a spot right now and you're like, man, things just aren't going the way I want them to go, uh, I, I think one of the issues could be, could be, I'm not saying it is, but it could be an unrenewed mind. It could be how you are approaching the situation. It's not that God is not interested in working a miracle. It's that you and I aren't interested in believing and aligning ourselves with the miracle that he is calling us to. That God could very well have for you and for me opportunity, open door, transformation, change, a better way. But you and I, because of these strongholds, because of these mindsets, because we have our minds not set on things above, but we have our minds set on things below, we are choosing the less, lesser thing better than the, the better thing. So here, uh, here we're going to walk through some stuff here. I, I don't want you and I don't want to allow myself to let an unrenewed mind talk me out of what faith is demanding of me, okay? Because what, what faith will call you to do and what the, the cause of Christ will call you to do will always be greater than what you feel you have capacity for. This is why it's called faith. This is why it's called us taking a step of faith. It's why it's a stretch for us. When Once you and I give our hearts and our lives to Christ, we sign up for something that's bigger and stronger and greater than all of us. Once we give our hearts and our lives to Jesus, we are entering into a supernatural realm, not just a natural one. You are entering into another dimension, if you will. You are entering into another way of seeing life and the world and your, and your way and my way of seeing life in the world pre-Christ is unrenewed, okay? So once we give our hearts to Christ, what we now want to do is make sure these minds of ours can get in alignment with what Christ is going to call us to do because he always will stretch you further than you're willing to go. He will stretch you further in your forgiveness than you're willing to go. He will stretch you further in your faith than you're willing to go. He will stretch you further in your hope than you're willing to go. He will stretch you further in your confidence than you are willing to go. He will stretch you further in your humility than you're willing to go. Anytime you connect yourself with the God of heaven and you and I surrender our lives to Christ, we automatically sign up for the deep waters. You sign up to not have your feet where you can feel the ground all the time. You and I sign up for that. Now, I know we've tried to dumb down Christianity so much and try to make it something we can control and we can make God do this and make God do that, kind of turn them into Santa Claus a little bit, and we kind of pray a prayer that we can control them like God is on a chain, but I want you to know God is on no chain. He is on no leash. His power is unending, and he is calling you and I to go to him and not us to dumb him down 
He already came down. That was Jesus. Already painted the picture for us of what it looks like to be a follower of Christ. But now you and I have to get to the place where we allow our minds to get in alignment with who God is calling us to be and what he is calling us to do. Look with me in the book of uh, Judges. Judges, real quick. Judges chapter 6. Judges chapter 6. Quick story here about a guy uh, named Gideon. Judges is a fun book to read if you ever want to go through a a book of the Bible. Uh, And Gideon is one of my favorite characters. He is working. He's uh, working in this wine press, threshing wheat in a wine press, which means nothing to us, but really you can't ever thresh wheat in a wine press. Um, he's in a small spot trying to do a big thing that needs a lot more space, but the children of Israel have been attacked, 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 and now he's about to step up and be a leader. And, and verse number 12, when the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said to Gideon, he says to Gideon, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Everybody say mighty warrior. He is with you, mighty warrior. Do you see what the angel calls him? He is with you, mighty warrior, mighty warrior. Look at the first words Gideon speaks. Uh, <laughs> Pardon me, Lord, Gideon replied. But if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Doesn't it sound like some of your family members right here? You're like, it's going to be a great day. Uh, Is it really going to be a great day? If the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all the wonders that our ancestors told us about when they said, did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But the Lord has abandoned us and given us into the hand of Midian. Verse 14, the Lord turned to him and said, look, more faith. Go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? Do you see the music building? Do you see the drums going? Do you see? This is Braveheart. This is Gladiator type stuff right here. I mean, this is a moment. And then once again, (laughs) Pardon me, Lord, uh, Gideon replied. But how can I? How can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. Okay, mighty warrior. Question, question, Lord, question. If I am what you're saying I am, then why, why did this happen? Why, why do I have that breakup? Why did I go through that divorce? Then why didn't you answer that prayer? If I'm a mighty warrior, then why do you let those church people hurt me? If, if, if you're saying I'm called then how come my business has not taken off? How come I'm still confused about what to do with my kids? How come I, don't, I haven't gotten into the school I want to get into? If I am who you're saying that I am, why, 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 why? Don't look at me with that tone of voice. Come on, y'all. Look at me like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, Gideon, this, he's got a problem. Something's wrong with Gideon. <laughs> no, man, this is us. 
This is us. We're here trying to speak faith, speak words of life over you. We call you a leader and you say, pardon me. Pardon me. (laughs) Pardon me. I can't be a leader. I can't be a leader because I lost my virginity at this age. I can't be a leader because I actually was a single mom for a really long time. And since I was a single mom, I just feel like that has kind of disqualified me. And I just don't feel like I'm I'm as good as that person over there because they never made any mistakes. And I have a whole bunch of mistakes. As a matter of fact, I got a few of them tattooed right here. That was one of the worst mistakes I ever made. We're calling you leader. We're saying God's hand is on your life. We're saying he's called you for such a time as this. We're telling you your marriage can be the best marriage you've ever had. We're telling you that your family can walk in strength and in peace and in hope and in, and in life. That's what we are telling you. And you're saying, pardon me. Let me tell you why it can't work. Let me tell you why this can't turn out right. Let me tell you why this can't all come together. Let me tell you why I am disqualified. Let me tell you why I don't measure up. Let me tell you why you should pick someone else. Here is the reality. If God wanted to pick someone else for what he was calling you to, he would have picked someone else for what he was calling you to. If God wanted to pick someone else to be the wife to your husband, he would have picked someone else to be the wife to your husband. If God wanted to pick someone else to be the husband to your wife, he would have picked someone else to be the husband to your wife. If God wanted to pick someone else to be the father of that child, then he would have picked someone else to be the father of that child. But since he has you in the spot, that means he called you to do it. Someone else could totally have your position at the office. Someone could totally have your position in the community. Someone else could be doing it. But since someone else is not doing it, that tells me that God called you to do it. So please stop with the pardon me's and step into what God is calling you to do. But you don't get there without changing this. You got to change this. You got to change this. You got to change it. You can you can see Gideon talking back to God with an unrenewed mind. You can see it. You can see you can hear it. So here is uh, here that, that that's that's just Gideon. But let, let's go to let's go to Romans. Go to Romans with me. Go to Romans. We'll just we'll walk through some scriptures. You okay with that? Walk okay okay. Walk through some scriptures. Romans. Chapter 11, Romans chapter 11, we're going to start reading in verse number 33, Romans eleven thirty-three. 33, it says, oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable his judgments, his paths Beyond tracing out who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor, who has ever given to God that God should repay them for from him and through him and for him are all things to him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. I could speak on this for the rest of the year, just for the record. Okay. 
It is so full. There is so much truth. There is so much life in these few words right here. The one who wrote the book of uh, Romans is the same one who wrote the book of Colossians, the Apostle Paul. And in his books, he does something all the time, all the time, all the time. He paints the picture of the majesty, the awesomeness of God, and the power of the gospel, and then he tells us how to live. It's like he gives the why behind the what. He gives the empowerment before he calls, it tells you what to do. Many times in church, we're like, just do this, do this, do this, do this, but you never get the power. You never get the understanding of who you are in Christ and how the gospel shapes our understanding of who we are so now we can walk in alignment with, with who God is. So here in Romans chapter 11, he is coming to a close from chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3, chapter 4, chapter 5 chapter 6, chapter 7, chapter 8, chapter 9, chapter 10, painting a picture of the majesty and the awesomeness of God. And he gets here and there's this beautiful poetry, this song that he begins to write. And he's like, oh, the depths of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. His paths are beyond tracing out. You cannot wrap your mind around who God is. You cannot for a second think you can dumb him down and put him in some little box. He is bigger and greater and more magnificent than we could ever possibly even imagine. If you took a submarine and you went to the deepest depths of the earth his understanding is still beyond that there is no one like our God now from him through him for him are all things to him be the glory both now and forever well the Bible was not written with all the chapters and verses that was added later to help us kind of follow along. So if we take the end of chapter 11 and we connect it with the beginning of chapter 12, it can help give us some understanding on why we respond the way we're supposed to respond. Because Romans chapter 12, verse number one says, therefore, In view of God's mercy, because he is so wonderful, because from him and through him and for him are all things, because he has been so kind and gracious to us, because he has sustained us, because the power of Jesus Christ is real, because the gospel has transformed us from the inside out, because of all of this, therefore, in view of God's mercy, what I want you to do is I want you to present your whole body as a living sacrifice. Give everything over to God. Give everything over to him. This is your only reasonable act of worship. This is the only thing you ought to do. Only thing you and I, this is our only response. When you actually get a glimpse of how good God is, this is the only thing you can do. Has, ever, has someone ever been so nice to you that you're like, oh my gosh, I, 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 you just want to hug them? You, you, you want to like give them? You just, th thank you. You, it's like you, you, you don't even know what to do. Ever, ever got a raise or a bonus or, or somebody ever said yes to going on a date with you? You're like. <laughs> don't make it weird, though. <laughs> it, it, they, 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 they were so good to you. 
Like you had to do something. You had to respond. In view of all of God's mercy, he goes, Your only, our only response really is give him everything. Give him everything. Your whole body is a living sacrifice. This is your reasonable act of worship. And do not, look, you see, you see, you see, you see. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. But be, what's the word? But be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. Be transformed. How? Being a good person. Mm, nope. Be transformed. How? Stop cussing. That's good for you to do, but that's not how you get transformed. Be transformed. How? By not watching The Bachelor. That'll probably help you. <laughs> that, was, that was for those who just love The Bachelor. Yeah. No, how, 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 how? By the renewing of your mind. Here's the truth. Whatever gets your mind gets you. Okay? Whatever gets your mind gets you. You, you already know this to be true. You already know it. You already know it because there are things right now that are running through your mind that are controlling your life. What your spouse does or doesn't do. What your friends do or don't do. What's going on in your bank account right now. What's happening at your job. Whatever gets your mind gets you. Listen, the Bible, long before pop psychology and all psychology today and all, the Bible was already painting a clear picture for us on how to live a victorious Christian life. And God was trying to let us know, yes, I have changed your soul. Okay, you are brand new on the inside, but what must be renewed? You have a new spirit, but you need a renewed mind, every single one of us. And if you don't get a renewed mind, you will go to heaven, but you will not live a victorious Christian life stumble 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 why is it so many of us keep on falling over the same things over and over and over and over again is it because the gospel doesn't have power is it because we haven't been saved is it because God is not good I would say those are none of the reasons the re the primary reason in my brain would be we are not living our lives according to the pattern of heaven we are living our lives according to the pattern of the world and we have given our hearts to Jesus but we've left everything else in the bucket of society and you and I have to say no this mind of mine this soul of mine I'm not pattering my life after the world I am now going to pattern my life after the things and the ways of God it's a very different way of living but too many of us Christians, we've got our feet in both. We've got our feet in both. We've got our feet in both. Not understanding the power of this thing right here that God has given us to live a transformed life. I'm not talking about just good thinking. 
I'm talking about a renewed mind, a mind that has been renewed by the power and the presence of God. You, you, you already know this. You already know that once you get a job, you sign the contract, the job is yours. You already know that. But it does not mean you don't need to be trained on that job. You get the job. You sign the contract. You show up for work day one. Once you are there, it's not like you know how to do everything. Now there's someone that will give you an orientation, or they should give you an orientation. Walk you through. This is where we have coffee. Hey, this is where the bathrooms are. Hey, this is how we email here. Hey, just so you know, if somebody calls and they ask this question, this is where that call goes. You don't have to answer that. Hey, when somebody asks this, you actually don't respond like this. You respond like that. You are tr you, they're trying to train you on how we do things here in this job, in this kingdom, in this culture. And the same thing is true for our walk with Jesus Christ. You give your heart to him you sign the contract if you will now you got to be planted in church and around the people of God so that now your mind can begin to be renewed so you can understand how does the kingdom of God actually work because the kingdom of God is not the same as the pattern of this world in the pattern of the world, you don't forgive. In the pattern of the world, you hold a grudge. In the pattern of the world, you sleep around. In the pattern of the world, you, you own your money. God does not own your money. But once you give your heart and your life to Jesus, there's a whole new pattern. You've now got to be trained. And if you don't know how to do stuff, it's not because you're bad. Maybe you just haven't allowed yourself to be trained. Maybe you thought, I just raise my hand, say a prayer, and I go back to living. And that would be just like somebody going to a wedding, saying their marriage vows, putting a ring on it, and going back to live like they're single. No. You're married. You don't just get to do whatever you want to do whenever you want to do it. Man, my, my wife has had me on lockdown ever since we got married. And I like this. I like this. I had to learn this, though. I had to learn this. My wife can find me anywhere. Anywhere, okay? She ought to have been a private investigator. Now, I'm not even hiding. I don't even have a bunch of secrets, okay? But she can find me. I remember I was in a T-Mobile store one time, okay? Getting my phone worked on. Phone rings. Phone rings in T-Mobile. I felt it. I was like, that's my wife. I know that's my wife. Because she couldn't get a hold of me. So she, you know, she, she was like, I bet you, I bet you that T-Mobile store. Is there an Earl here? We are in Cancun, Mexico. I'm not kidding. We're in Cancun. I'm at the gym in Mexico, okay? I'm there working out. There's seven people in the gym. Not a ton of us, but the, the phone rings. That's my wife. Is there a, is there a Earl in here? Yep, that's, that, that's, that's my boo thing right there. She's, uh, she found me. <laughs> I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it, honestly. I'm married. I don't have any secrets. You can hunt me down, honey. No problem at all. I think she put a little tracker on my neck now, too. Just trying to make sure she keeps tabs on me. Just in case she needs to ask me a question at any point in time. I'm okay with it. 
I'm not living like I'm single. I'm married now. Go with, go with me. I'm almost done here. I'm almost done. Go with me to uh, Joshua. Joshua, okay? I hope there's not too many verses today. I, just had, I, just, I had all these, and I thought, oh, I gotta, I'm going to cram them in. I'm going to cram them in. I'm going to cram them in. Joshua, Joshua. Chapter, ooh, chapter number one. I'm going to give you something really, really practical. Really, really, I mean, all of this has been practical, but I'm going to give you something even more practical on how to live Joshua Judges. Joshua's right before Judges. Judges, Joshua chapter one. Go with me to verse number six. I'm going to give you some really, really practical things where you verses six and eight. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Quick side note here. Please understand this. Joshua is taking over for Moses. He is getting a job that it's a lot bigger than him. Okay? It would be like, oh, my goodness, if you would be a professional athlete and say Michael Jordan or LeBron James has been leading the team and now they draft you and you're supposed to take his place. How, how do you do that? How do you do that? This is Steve Jobs has been running the company for years. He's going to retire, which we now know he can't retire. He's transitioned. But he's going to retire. And they say, hey, you, you, yeah, yeah, you. You're running the company. Huge shoes to fill. Massive. So that's why God is telling him, be strong. <laughs> be courageous. I'm going to be with you wherever you go. But then he gives them some... Some tools that I think, some handles that we need. Verse 8, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it. Day and night. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it. Day and night. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it. Day and night. If you and I want to live a victorious Christian life, if we want a mind that is renewed, please understand that this book of the law, this book of grace, this glorious love letter from heaven written to all of us, this is not a side issue. This thing has to stay in your mouth. It has to stay in your mouth. You've got to meditate on it. You know how to meditate. And this is not like, um, no, 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 no. That's Eastern meditation. I'm not talking about that. That's a meditation. Biblical meditation is not disconnection from, but entering further into, okay? So what you and I do now is we say, God, I'm going to so saturate myself in your word and in your person that you are surrounding me everywhere I go. 
perhaps the reason you and I are struggling so much with our mind being renewed is because there is no word of God on our mouth and there is no meditation of the word of God on our mind. You and I do a great job meditating on the problem. We keep running that problem through over and over and over and over and over again. But when you meditate on God's word, you look at the problem, you say, yes, that is a battle. Yes, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. You keep speaking the word and the truth of God. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I can do all things through, and you just have, don't let the book of the law out of your mouth. Meditate on it. Day and night. Don't just read it. Meditate on it. Ladies, you know, uh, those of you who are single and, and, and you, you can't wait to get married one day and you already got your dress kind of, you know, in your head, right? It's like, this song, I see my man. <laughs> you, you see it. You see it. You're meditating on it. It's the same thing we do before surgery, some of us. We meditate on how bad things could be and how I'm going to go under and how I don't know if I'm going to come out of this. But you've got to begin to get out of your mouth and on your mind that he will keep in perfect peace the one whose mind is stayed on him. And you say that as many times as you need to say it. Your mouth and your meditation. We've got these uh, shoreline in the city things coming up uh, here uh, this upcoming week. I'm so excited about it. Okay, I'm so excited. Why do I love us getting in community? What's going to be happening? Just parties all over the city. I want everyone in our church to be at one of these parties. Everyone. Every single one of us. I want us, I want us to be at a party. We're going to get together. We're going to hang out, talk. Some of them are sisterhood parties. Some of them are guys only. Some of them are like frisbee. Some of them are different. I can't wait. They're going to be so much fun. But what we're trying to do is make sure you're in an environment around some other people that can speak the word of God over you for whatever you are facing. Okay, I'm just about done here. I have one more illustration. One more. I just have one more. One more illustration. I'm going to toss it to all of our campuses, though, real quick, because I want them to do this illustration at their location. Go. Okay. Andrew, come on up here for a second. Come on up here. Uh, last illustration. Okay, and I'm, I'm finished here. I'm finished. Andrew is coming up here. A handsome Andrew, that is. <laughs> okay, he's got, he's got this broom, okay? So, um, uh, again, go to Colossians chapter 3, verse number 2. You, you, you've seen it. We, you already got it memorized. Set your minds on things above, not on things uh, on the earth. Okay, so put that broom uh, in your hand. I want you to focus on your hand. I want you to focus on your hand. I want you to focus on your hand. Okay, do it again. Focus on your hand. Focus on your hand. Focus. Okay. Now, don't focus on your hand. Focus on the top of the broom. 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 Okay, okay, do you see the difference? Do you see the difference? Do you see that when he focuses on his hand, he can't balance? Do you see when he takes his eyes off of something below and he puts his eyes on something above? Do you, do you, see, you see the difference? You see how he's able to balance 
what's in his hand because his eye is not on what's in his hand his eye is on something that's above set your eyes set your mind on things above not on things below how is your marriage staying in order it won't stay in order by focusing on your hand it stays in order by getting your eyes up on something higher than you And it, the second, the second, the second you take your eyes off of that top thing and put it on something lower, it's, it's, it's almost immediate. It's like you can feel it in your soul. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things and there will be a new level of victory that you walk in and a new level of light that you share with the world that will absolutely bring glory and honor to our glorious savior jesus christ are you with me church are you with me thanks so much andrew hey bow your heads for just a moment if you wouldn't mind if you're under the sound of my voice right now and you've never given your heart and your life to Christ, never made him first, never made him number one, or if you're honest with yourself right now, you would say you have never surrendered or at one point in time you did surrender your heart to Christ, but you slipped away and you've gone another direction. And you're saying you don't want to go your own way anymore, you want to go his way. I'm going to ask on the count of three to do something simple but something incredibly bold. I literally want you to shoot your hand in the air and say, yes, that's me. I want to give my heart and my life to Christ. Ready? One, two, three. Just shoot your hand in the air. You say, yes, that's me. I want to give my heart and my life to Christ. We have friends all over this room responding. This never gets old. This never gets old. I'm going to ask every one of us in this place, do me a favor, put your hand over your heart if you would not mind and repeat this prayer out loud after me. Say, dear Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins, I admit I made mistakes. And today, I give you my heart, I give you my life. Give me the power to live for you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Come on, lift your heads up, church family. Let's clap our hands with enthusiasm. Man, we celebrate this moment. We really, really do.